And that's what we're living by now, his grace and his mercy. Because if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, we would not be here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you.
grace and his mercy brought us through. And it was nothing that we had to do but to believe in his grace and his mercy to be saved. Then why is everybody running around afraid because of COVID-19? I'm going to tell you why. Because we don't know about grace and mercy. Even when we were not worth saving, he saved us. He laid down his life. Do y'all think that our Father, which are in heaven, Papa God, Daddy, the one that sits high and looks low, did not make provisions for such a time as this. We soon forget, y'all. And the reason why we forget is because we're not in the Word of God. The more you get into the Word of God, the more the Word of God get in you and come out of you. So whatever come up, the Word is going to supersede that. Because greater is He that's in us than he that's in the world. I'm going to say this. Some Christians are talking nonsense. It don't make no sense. Because when you know who you are, when you know your identity, that's what you should be talking about. Not nonsense. Nonsense is what man talk about. It's what the world talk about. My Bible tells me when Jesus went to be with the Father, before he left to go be with the Father in John 17, He prayed for us. He prayed to the Father on our behalf. He prayed this, and I'm going to paraphrase it. He knew we was going to be left in this world. He knew that evil was going to be in this world. But he said, don't take them out of the world. That's what he said. That's what my Bible says. Because he knew that these things were going to come. But he began to pray for us so we can be able to endure these things. And how did he say we're going to be able to do it? He said, sanctify them in truth. Because my word is true. See, we're missing the big picture. It's the word. We're grabbing hold to everything else. But we're missing what we need to be feeding off of. Man does not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That means that in order for me to live in this dying world. In order for me to be different and set apart. I have to live according to kingdom. Y'all there is no other way. I am so tired of men, man, trying to make an excuse Or trying to, they only doing what they know to do. You cannot follow man. I keep saying God is not man. That he should lie. Neither the son of man. That he shall repent. God is not changing his word just because something has come here on this earth. He prepared us through the word for what was yet to come. There is nothing new under the sun. And you ain't even begun to see half of it. And I thank God that we're out of here and raptured up before the tribulation. God is rapturing you up. But guess what's happening? They are preparing y'all. Us. For a new world order. 
for the Antichrist to come. This is why you see in things dealing with the Antichrist. The Antichrist ain't come, but they're preparing you for his coming. The enemy is preparing for the arrival of the Antichrist. That's why we don't have no more coins. They want you to have digital. They want you to slide the cards. There ain't going to be no more coins. Don't you see the, the things up that says if you have coins? Come on, follow the word. They want a one government. They want a one religion. Y'all better catch on. And everybody is trying to do something about what's happening. Let me tell y'all something. You're going to have all of this stuff happening until Jesus comes. You can voice your opinion, but the, what you need to be voicing is truth. He want, let me tell you, look in the Bible. When Jesus came down on this earth, what did Jesus do? He taught kingdom. He knew it was people coming against one another. But he taught about love to bring them together. What are we talking about? Nonsense. We're talking about this one not liking this one. That's Bible. This is going to happen. It's nothing you can do to change it except through this, the Bible. And if you can't say anything, you need to hush. Because when you open your mouth, whoever open wide his mouth shall have destruction. He who keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he who open wide his lips Shall have destruction. Go to Proverbs. It's in the word. When you're in the word, you know when to shut up. You know when to be quiet. Some of us are voicing stuff outside of the word of God. And you're giving the enemy room. It's nonsense. And I know some people are mad right now. I mean, they're blowing up like the Antichrist. I don't care. I don't care. You need to open up your heart and you need to hear truth. And once you hear truth and know truth, you can be set free from your anger, from your rebellion, from your hate. And you can receive the love of God to come upon your heart. And when you have the love of God, you begin to pray for those who hate you. You begin to love them. You begin to bless those who curse you. Because this is no fight between flesh and blood. I'm seeing too many people fighting. I'm seeing too many people fighting Democrat and Republican. The kingdom ain't about politics. It's about kingdom. The kingdom rules over all. We've been in too much time trying to take up for people that are in authority. Pray for them. That's what your Bible say. Let me read that because I believe somebody missed it. Let me help you out. Let's go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. It says, I exalt, I exert therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for who? For all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. That's the word. 
So we pray for whoever's in authority. We pray according to the word of God. Because guess what? Everybody steps out of line. You ain't perfect. The only way you perfect is in your spirit. Everybody makes mistakes. If, if somebody in, in authority have made a mistake, you made a mistake. So we're supposed to be praying for those that are in authority according to the will of God. And if you can't pray for them, don't say nothing. Y'all, I'm being for real. We're in an evil time right now. And there's too many people trying to take up for, do it through the word. Only thing you got to do is speak word. You don't even have to call no name. Listen what I'm saying. You don't have to call nobody name. Speak word. The word will turn things around. God listened to the heart. God takes the heart and he turn it which way, ever way he want to turn it. So when we begin to pray, he changed president, under president, everybody. He changed the hearts of those that we praying for. But if you speaking negative, if you speaking stuff just like they're speaking, what make you any better? Oh, we got some people mad now. Let us pray. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out, God, we bind it right now. We speak that it has been broken vocally, financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. We speak that it has been broken right now in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you for giving us another opportunity, another chance to come together in fellowship, God, to lift up your name because God is not about us. It's all about you. And God, as I open my mouth to teach your people, Father God, I thank you, Father God, that you have already given me the words, God, that need to be spoken, God. You're speaking for me. You're speaking through me, God. So I humbly submit myself to you because it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for what you have already done in this place. I'm not waiting for anything to get done. I thank you that it's already done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Open your Bibles to a familiar verse of scripture, Galatians 2.20. We're still talking about living by faith, and this is how we have to live now, is by faith. In Galatians 2.20, this is Paul talking to the Galatians. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, Galatians 2.20. And the word of God now reads, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance, reliance on, and complete trust in, the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I'm going to read that again. I have been crucified with Christ. How many know this morning that you have truly been crucified with Christ? If you know that this morning, your life supposed to be different. It does not supposed to be the same. You don't go on who you were. You go on who you are now that you in him. He said, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live. See, you got, you died. It's no longer you who live. 
But Christ the Messiah lives in me. Y'all, that is so awesome. He had to clean us up before he could live in us. Y'all can have a seat. He had to clean us up before he can live in us because we're his temple. Then he began to say, and the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. That's the part I want to get to. I live by faith, by adherence to and reliance and complete trust in God. Have we got there? That's what faith is. It's having total reliance, total trust in him, total dependency in him. Have we got there yet? We have to be in a place now in this evil world that we're living in. Our faith has to be in him and not in ourselves. If you have faith in you, you will fail. Your faith has to be in him. You couldn't even save yourself. So why are you trusting in yourself? I'm going to ask you that. Pride makes you trust in you. You have to get so humble. Every day you have to say, God, it ain't about me today. God is all about you. It's all about what you want to do in my life today. God, here I am. I submit myself to you. Because I recognize that I have been crucified with Christ. I recognize that it's no longer I that live. And if I'm not living and if I died, it's not about me. It's about him. And I'm supposed to bring forth him and not me. If y'all see me, then I'm not bringing forth him. Because see, when I step out of him, I'm trusting in me to do something that I could never do. So I have to back up and say, God, Holy Spirit, help me to have reliance and dependency upon you. When we look in this world, if y'all haven't looked around lately, it's so much chaos. Going on in this world. It's going on around us. It's going on all over the nation. The whole nation. COVID-19 got the whole nation in an uproar. And the enemy is using COVID-19 to stir up past hurts. To stir up things that was laying dormant. See, the devil is so sneaky. He's a trickster. So what he do when you think that everything is going so well in your life, when you think China was the only one being infected by this COVID-19, you still was living like you were living, not doing what God was bringing in the church to tell you to do. God was forewarning you Miracle Temple way before this happened. Go back through the teachings. He was building you up for such a time as this. And we still refuse to stop and get into the word and say, God, show me. God, prepare me. There was a king in the Bible. I mean, I think his name was um, Rehoboam. He did not prepare his heart before the Lord. So by him not preparing his heart before the Lord, evil came. So what am I saying? When you don't prepare your heart before the Lord, when evil come, you're going to bow down to what's evil. But when your heart is already prepared and made ready for the things of the Lord, when evil come and it knocks on your door, you're saying, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Y'all remember the wolf? He was going to blow the house down. And they had different houses and they were built from different things. What was it? It was hay? Scraw? Sticks? What happened? He blew it down. But then what was the last house? It was made of bricks and he huffed and he puffed. 
And he kept huffing and puffing, but he couldn't blow the house down. And that's how it is with the word of God. The word of God tell us that if we take heed to his words, if we take his words, we hear his words, we begin to do his words. When the enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of us is going to raise up a standard against him and he won't be able to touch you. Why? Because you are dwelling in the secret place of the most high you abiding up under the shadows of the almighty and then you can say some of y'all are saying but you ain't abiding you got to abide you got to remain in that place see the devil want to take you out of that place and i'm going to discuss how he has taken some of you out of that place And some of you don't realize it because you haven't really lived in that place. A place that you haven't really lived into, you ain't bothered by being taken out of. You know how some people go from town to town because they travel and they really don't have a place to settle? So they really don't have a home. They don't have a place to call home. So when things are going on, they really don't have a place to go back to that they call home because they really left their home and they started traveling. So their body got used to traveling everywhere. So home was never home no more. So they never settled. And this is how it is. When you never settled, when you never abide in this word, it don't bother you being taken out. Anything that does not become a part of you, it does not bother you when it's taken away from you. So this is why we have to abide. We have to remain in this word to live by faith. Faith is the key, y'all. He has given us his faith. He has given us his faith in order to live in this dying world. So he said, the faith that I have given you, the way it's activated, is through the word of God. Faith come by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. The Bible said, now faith is... Not tomorrow, but right now, the here and now. Now faith is the substance, the title deed, the assurance of things that you're hoping for. See, the things that you're hoping for, God gave you a title deed assuring you that it's already yours. You don't have to wait for it. It's already in your hand. And if you're waiting to see it, you're not walking by faith. What am I saying? You see supernaturally. You already have it supernaturally, so you're living just like it's already yours. That's your guarantee. Some of us are waiting on God to do something. God said, if you tap into the supernatural, you will see what I already done and the wait was already over. If you tap into the supernatural, you will see that COVID's already done away with. And you can walk and live. By faith, not by what they're saying about COVID-19. But we're living by man. By what man is saying. We're not living by what God is saying. The only way we trust God is when all hope is gone with man. When man tell us, see, people are so waiting on man to give them a solution. Some preachers are saying, do like they say. Wait till the, um, what you call the thing, come out. 
vaccine come out and then you can go back to church. Yeah. That's what some preachers are saying. You can go back to church once you get your vaccine. You're the church. The church is everywhere. The church is in Food Line, Piggly Wiggly, Walmart, in the mall, in the nail salons, getting your hair cut. You the church. You the church. You everywhere, but you can't come up in here. Y'all better open your eyes. You in restaurants. Matter of fact, I went in Subway. I got so disgusted. Me and my daughter just waiting for a six inch, y'all. And you had to stand so far apart. And then when you get your food, they got the table section off. So I'm just watching and looking. And I'm saying, wow, okay, this is what to do. So one person went in the corner. And this is so funny. And I started to say something, but I didn't. Another person left after they got through eating. They had masks on ordering the food. You couldn't even hear what they wanted. <laughs> then when they got in the corner, check this out. No table wiped off. Mass is off. You sitting across from each other. You don't even know what your friend got. You don't even know what family got. Because family don't tell you nothing. They just hang around you. Y'all ain't lying. We got people. Come on, friends. That know they're on a job working somewhere. Friends. Friends. And they sitting over your house talking and joking. And they done got tested for COVID. A girl had called me and was telling me somebody got tested. They in Walmart with no mask. Yeah. Just a talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all don't hear what I say. But check this. I'm getting to a point. You around family. You don't know what family got. You around friends. You don't know what friends got. You just trusting them. Hello, somebody. I trust my husband. He out mowing all kind of yards. <laughs> Coming back home to me. <laughs> but because I know who I am. Now understand this. Because he know who he is in Christ. We know that we're covered. Right? But they're telling you not to come into the house of God to fellowship, but people can do everything else. You can wear a mask, but that is not going to keep you. God gave you an immune system that's keeping you. Your mask don't keep you. People looking at me like I'm crazy. Yes, I said it. I am on live. Get mad all you want. Deliverance has come to your house. Hallelujah. This don't make no sense. We go on jobs. We work for people. If you want your check, you're going to work. You ain't worrying about COVID-19, just pay me. Now, now I'm going to tell you what's going to make some people mad. When they begin to shut down these jobs and you can't get unemployment and you got to wait like everybody else. You're going to see some madness in church. You're going to see stuff coming out like never before. You ain't going to see, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, God is good. You're going to say, get out of my face. I ain't got no money. Come on, some people ain't been affected like other folk. Some people ain't getting the money in their house like other folks. That's why you're seeing stuff rise up out of them. And that's when the enemy says,
say, turn on the TV and see what's happening. See what they're going to give you now. So you're watching to see what else you can benefit from. It's where you are in him. I'm talking about living by faith, y'all. We should have been living by faith. We live according to the word because we are kingdom. You are kingdom. You are a kingdom citizen. And guess what? A king takes care of his citizens. He's going to make sure it reminds me that when they tried to entrap Jesus and they bought him a coin and they say, you know, do we pay tribute to Caesar, right? He looked at the coin and he said, who's on the coin? He said, Caesar. He said, give to Caesar what belonged to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. Then he told, what, who was it? Peter. He said, I want you to go to the lake and the first fish, the first one. He didn't tell him to look for no other. He said, the first one that pop up, open his mouth. This is kingdom business here. Open his mouth and take out what's in his mouth and not only pay mine, but pay your, do y'all think? But check this out. He said, not only pay mine, but pay yours also. Because he knew that he was up under that authority. He knew he had to take care of what needed to be taken care of and he gave him what needed to be taken. Do y'all think God don't know what's going on in your life? We serve a mighty God. Do y'all think God don't know what you need? That's why the Bible say, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't tell you to worry about Monday. He told you today, I'm giving you what you need. He said, I know what you in the need of. Before you ask, I done figured it out. Some people think God is stupid. Oh, y'all saying, mm. you might be one of them mm's. Because let me break it down. When you look at your bills and you know you've been given to God and you question God, you think he's stupid. What does stupid mean, daddy? A stupid person is just stupid. God ain't stupid. God had already pre-orchestrated. He had already set everything up beforehand. God had already laid everything out before for us before anything come. That's just how intelligent. That's just how super. That's just how excellent God is. He didn't miss a beat. On none of us. He know our need before we ask. Before I even come to daddy God. He said baby I already got it taken care of. He said I supplied it through my son. Only thing you got to believe in is the supply that's already supplied. Don't look at the natural what you don't have. I want you to look at the supernatural. Because I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. It is by Christ Jesus you have these spiritual blessings. It is nothing you have to do now to get them. They're already yours. Only thing you got to do is tap in to what already belonged to you. You don't have to do extra. Only thing I need for you to do is believe. And that's the hard part. But it shouldn't be hard for us because we're supposed to be believers. How did I know this? Oh, I'm going to get deep into this, y'all. 
we say that we have truly accepted him as, our, as God, our Lord and our Savior, if we truly accepted him, how can we doubt a God that we truly accepted? Can somebody answer that? How can you doubt a God that you accepted as your Lord, your Savior and your Lord? You know why? Because we said we do need him, right? We said that we have accepted him, but when you accepted salvation, that's a total package. That ain't only to save you, that's to deliver you, that's to prosper you, that's to heal you. It's all in that one package. You can't just pick one to live off of. He gave you all. So if you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you got everything that you need through him. You can't just say you saved and just live like a poor person. You can't live like a beggar. You can't live like you sick and you're going to die. You got to live like the healed. Because it's in that salvation packet. You can't pick one and throw the other out. That's why you got to learn about your benefits. On the job. Oh, let me go there. Y'all know on these jobs, they offer insurance. And you read that insurance. Because when you go to these doctors, you know what your copay is. So if they try to over copay you, you really flirt. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I remember copays used to be 10. They still 10. <laughs> they going up to 30. Some 35, they're higher. 100 is according to what you go for. Specialists and all that. The copay is different, right? How many know what it is before you go? Hello, somebody. How many? We know more about that than we know about this. We'll tell them, no, 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 no. That's not, uh uh-uh. My policy pay more than that. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not going for that. You overcharge me. We're going to settle this right now. But how many stick up for this? How many can tell people that when they're coming against what you believe, that's not right? That's not what the words say. We stick up for our benefits on this job. We even try to find cheaper stuff to save us money. But according to the word of God, the price was paid in full. And guess what, Brother Willie Shaw? The Bible tells me I owe no man, nothing, but to love him. That's what my word says. So see, when I know what the word of God says, then I don't look at the natural. The natural is there. I don't deny it. But I go on supernatural. Because I'm a supernatural being. So this is how I live. Y'all know I always talked about Mork for Ork. Mork King from Ork to live with Mindy. And everything that Mindy tried to bring Ork out of Mork, it didn't work. She tried to put him in a bed, but he couldn't sleep in the bed. He had to sleep in the egg because he was from Ork. So everything she did, it didn't work. Because he had a way of doing from where he was from. When are we going to get to the point, saints, that we have a way that's outside of the world's way. And they know that it's different from their way. And they're turning to us. The world's supposed to turn to you. Because you have eternal life. And that life is in him. And that life is in you. 
That's why Paul said, I have. He knew it. I have been crucified with Christ. And the life I now live. He said, I don't live according to me. I live according to the faith that I have in him. So we don't live that way, y'all. We can't get what God has already provided. He's given us everything we need to live in this dying world. God has already worked it out for us. But the only thing he's saying is, he said, when you get in situations, I have given you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he's going to be there to teach you. He's going to be there to instruct you. He's going to be there to reveal unto you even the unknown stuff that is not made known to others. The Holy Spirit is there to make known to you. But he's not going to do it outside of the word because the Bible says he only testify according to the word. His witness is according to the word. He's not going to go outside of the word. You're not going to make him go outside of the word. He's only going to give you what the word has said. He's going to bring back to your remembrance the word of God. So when you get in a a place where you feel like you're not going to make it, guess what? The word is going to pop up. The word is going to remind you who you are. The word is going to remind you, wait a minute. It's no longer you that live. Why are you depending on you? You need to depend on the one that died for you. You couldn't save you. He made you righteous. He who knew no sin became sin for you. So you could become, you could not even become the righteousness of God if it was not for Jesus Christ who laid down his life. So it all goes back to him. Our faith has to be in him and what he's already done. When we put more dependency on the vine than we're putting on us, which is the branch, we will begin to bring forth more fruit. He wants us to live according to kingdom. And some of us think that we are until hard times come. It's nothing to be sad about if you're one of those. Because in, in my life, sometimes I get to that point when hard times come. I have to sit there and I have to go to God. And I have to talk to him for a little while. Because see, I be shaken, but I'm not going to be moved. Y'all got to understand, you're going to be shaken, but you shouldn't be moved. You're going to be shaken, but you shouldn't be moved on what you believe. Just like I know that's my husband. And when another woman step on, on my husband, back up. That don't belong to you. That belong to me. That body belonged to me. So just back off. I'm going to give her the word. I'm going to speak truth and love. And that's what he better do. Uh-huh. Because if he don't, I'm going to step up. I'm going to say, hey, you got peanut butter in your mouth. What's my name? Call me by my name. Then that man gets so prideful, then they get embarrassed. Now they want to come at you. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't be embarrassing me like that. I'm just, that didn't happen. Some of y'all ready to take that out. That didn't happen. See, you step up with what belongs to you. Y'all know. Come on, Mr. Brother Shaw. You, you ain't going to let no man step up in your wife's face and you sitting there. 
like that? Don't we step up in these areas? We step up because he know I'm bone of his bone. And I'm flesh of his flesh. So if you hurt me, you don't hurt him. You don't come off on me because if you come off on him, you come off on me. Any man in this building that allow his wife to get insulted by somebody and don't step up and speak truth and love, you Ahab, you ain't no man. No, you don't let no man step up to your wife and disrespect your wife without you giving them speaking truth and love. That's a good time to witness. I'm a witness and bring some peace with me. Peace, be still. See, you got to know how to go in and you got to know how to come out. But some of us say, it's all right, baby. Let's go home and pray about it. No, you got to speak to them. You have to give them the word. Don't leave that door open to Satan because you're making your wife feel some kind of way. You want to speak truth and love according to what the word of God has to say. So we live by faith, y'all. We don't live like the world is living. We live by faith. I'm so reminded of so many um, passages in the Bible. Y'all remember the, the lady that uh, was feeding Elijah? You know, Elijah was passing by her house. And as he was passing by her house, she talked with her husband. See, this is coming together. Living by faith. She began to talk to her husband. She said, I believe this is a man of God. She said, let's build him a room. Elijah didn't have to ask. God put it on her heart to build him a room uh, in their house. So they did that. But God always does things for a reason. Not only to help that person, but you need some help too. Sometimes we're thinking we're helping somebody, but God said, I put them there to help you as well. So as Elijah was in that house, Elijah began to prophesy to her, letting her know that she was going to have a son. She said, I didn't ask for no son. But she was telling him what God was telling, he was telling her what God was telling him to tell her. So guess what? She did have that son. But guess what? The same son that she had died. The same son that he told her that God was going to give her died. So the daddy, guess what the daddy did? He said, take the son to the mother. Don't them daddies do that too? Hmm. But you got some mamas that say, take them to the daddy. But they they took the son to the mother. The son died on the mother's lap. Can you imagine? Your child is dead. I want y'all to think about this. Her child, the child that God promised her, is dead. But this woman was so in tune with God, so in tune with the word of God, she didn't accept death. She knew about life because God connected her to life, which was the prophet Elijah that brought life to her house. So she took the very child, she took him to the room of Elijah. Now she could have took him to any room in that house. But she took him to the room of Elijah. She laid him on the bed and she shut the door, meaning that nobody's going to come in this room. And then her husband, she said, told the man to get the carriage ready or whatever it was. And she told her husband she'll be back. He said, why are you going to him? This is not the time that we go. He's thinking about the times they go to worship. And she said, it is well. And she left and she told the driver, do not stop. Where am I going? When you're living by faith, 
You don't come off your faith because of everything else that's in the way. She didn't come down off of her faith. She didn't come down off of what she believed. So she said, I don't want you to stop for nothing. This is where God wants us to be with him. When God give us a word and we're trusting God for, for what he has given us, we don't let things come in the midst of what we believe. So she said, don't stop. When she got to the man of God, Elijah saw her from afar off and he told his servant Gehazi, go see, asked her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she told him it was well, right? But in that, I got to go back because the Holy Spirit is reminding me. Second Kings four or five. Is that it? I got to read this. Y'all is so good. The word of God will come back to you when you, okay, here it is. Um, Second Kings chapter four. I'm going to the part. I want to start here. This is what the husband said in verse 23. And he said, wherefore would thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. I had to bring correction. She said, it shall be well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is a Shunammite. And then he told him to ask him, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, it is well. How can you say? She told her husband, it shall be well. But when she got to the man of God, she said, it is well. Can anybody in this room tell me? You got a dead child at home. And you telling this man it is well. Who does that? Except someone who trusts in Jehovah Rapha. Those are the ones that does that. Those are the ones that don't look at what's happening naturally, but they're looking at the supernatural and not the natural. She didn't look at the dead son. She looked at a son that was alive and well, even though he was dead. Now, let's just pause a little bit. Have we got there yet? Let's just be honest. Have we truly got there to say it is well when we get a bad report? Have we got there to say it is well when we lose our job? Have we got there to say it is well when they begin to shut down things and that's what we're dependent on? Can we say it is well? Can we say it is well when family turn their back on us? Can we say it is well when the husband ain't acting like a husband no more? When the wife ain't acting like a wife no more? When the children ain't acting like they, you know, respecting us no more? Can we say it is well? Can we really say it is well? Or are we looking for a solution? Are we looking for a way to work it out? Are we looking for a way to please our husband? Are we looking for a way to please our wife? To, to do things to please them to say it is well. But this woman said it is well. So what did Elijah do? He sent Gehazi and he told Gehazi. This is what she, she said to him in verse 27. 
And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed. That means bitter within her. And the Lord have hid it from me and have not told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said, Gehazi, gird up thy loins, take my staff in thy hand, go thy way. If thou meet, salute, if if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. Y'all know what happened. Gehazi came back with a bad report. He did what Elijah told him to do, and it still was no life in that son. So Elijah went. Y'all know what Elijah did. He laid upon that son. That son come back to life. God is not. I want y'all to hear what I say. God is not going to be made ashamed of. Though people looking for you to fall. Though people talking about you. Though people are saying bad things. God is not going to be made ashamed of. As long as you're standing upon his word. As long as you're trusting in him with all your heart. Leaning not to your own understanding. But acknowledging him in all your ways. My Bible says he shall direct your path. So though they're looking for you to fall. They're going to begin to see the glory of the Lord rising upon you so don't lose hope don't give up that if you know that you're trusting God in such a time as this just begin to give him glory just begin to honor him just begin to say Lord if you did it then I know it's done now sometimes God got to take you on a journey of faith As I was sitting there, y'all, actually, when I was sitting there last night, I said, God, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to say to your people. But God, I know that as I open my mouth, you're going to speak for me. You're going to speak through me. And every word that I speak, God is not going to fall to the ground because it is your word and it shall come to pass. See, God said, you got to learn to depend on me and not on yourself. He said, I want to teach you that wherever I take you, that when you open your mouth, that I have stepped in the midst of them and they're going to know that I'm there. See, that's why you got to get the word in you now, because sooner than later, you're not going to be able to tote this Bible. You're not going to be able to open it up and try to find it. It has to be in your heart. And it has to come out of your mouth. We're in a time now. People don't want to hear about God. They don't want you to talk about God. Because when you begin to talk about God and you say truth, even church folks hate you. And that's how you know where they are. Because anybody that hates the word ain't in him. He said, remember what Jesus told them. You're doing me this way. I'm paraphrasing it because the word ain't in you. Any Christian 
that's hating you because of the word. They need to check themselves. God want us to come together as a body. We got some hands that have left the body. We got some arms that have left the body. We got some heads that have left the body, but all of them still think they're part of the body. They have detached themselves from the body. How do I know? The body is being dismembered. How do I know? Because you got saints, supposed to be saints, talking differently from this word. So they have dismembered their self from the body. They're no longer attached to the vine because they're not lining up. Anybody that don't line up with the word have detached themselves from the vine. They feel as if I can nourish myself. I don't need God's help. If you're trying to do it yourself and to fix it yourself, you have detached yourself from the body. Can I say this? Yes, y'all, COVID-19 is real. But I'm going to say like Abraham said, Abraham considered not his body. He knew his body was old. He knew Sarah was past the time of having a child. But he said, I'm not going to be leaning on that. I'm going to be fully persuaded at what God said. That's what I'm going to stand on. Some of y'all are still fully persuaded by COVID-19. How do I know you're fully persuaded? Because you cannot miss the news. You got to hear everything the news has to say. You know more about the news than you know about the word of God. You might as well hire you. Pick which one you want to go to. You can tell them everything. You can even tell them what they left out. Because we're following... Don't get me wrong. Let me let me say this nicely. You do obey government. If government tell you to wash your hands for 20 seconds, do it in their face for 20 seconds. Because <laughs> y'all know at home, you ain't never wash your hands for no 20 seconds. Matter of fact, some people ain't just go in the bathroom, do their little tinkle wink or whatever, and come out and cook your food. In restaurants, just pure tea, nasty. And then we get the food and some of y'all don't even bow your head and speak over that food because some people think you don't supposed to bless your food. The devil's a lie. You don't only supposed to bless your food. You're supposed to bless clothes that you put on because everybody try them on. You don't know what's on them clothes. You don't know what's in your food. You don't even know. You know, sometimes the meals you put in the microwave already prepared, you better be blessing it. You don't know if it's ants in it, roaches in it. You don't know. And we, oh, y'all, y'all just don't know. We take these things. We trust in these things. We eat these things. We wear these things. But we can't trust God. We can't. We do what they tell us to do. But we have a Bible. And the word tell us what to do and what not to do. And we take it as just, it's nothing. The Bible tell our children to obey your parents. And it tells children to obey your parents so your life will be long upon this earth. We have children cussing parents out. 
We have children disrespecting parents. We have children getting loud with parents when they're talking. Oh, you've done stepped up on the wrong mama now. I told my son, Jolly Green John, I'll ride your back and beat you. He probably swing me every which way but loose, but I'm going to get in some good rounds. But that don't happen. You know why that don't happen? Our son. Mm-mm. If that voice get a little, excuse me, bring it down. I, I'm so sorry, Mama. I, I, I didn't mean, okay. We have an understanding. Sometimes, and he didn't even saying anything. You know what they'll tell the daddy? What's wrong with Mama? Her face don't look right today. Because he already know. Why am I saying this? Because when you start out right, they're going to get out of line. But they know as for me and my house, you ain't coming up in here with that mess. It stops right here at the door. You're not bringing that mess in my house. Evil don't stay here. And the Lord will wake you up and let you know what's going on that ain't right. Why? Because he loves us just that much. He said, you got, you got a visitor in your house. You need to get up. Well, I ain't hear no door open today. Go back there in them children's rooms. You got some visitors. They ain't shut up in there them long times for no reason. Stuff be going on behind closed doors, and sometimes God wants you to check it out so you can minister the gospel, the good news unto them, and let them know what's up now. This is what's up now. God going to show you what's in your house, y'all. Check it. God going to show you what's in your house. God is not going to let you be ignorant of Satan devices. And you have to take the time to sit with your kids and you have to let them understand this stuff cannot happen in this house because this is what's going to take place. Y'all, we have to live by faith. You know what some people tell me? You tell too much of your business. (laughs) I'm not ashamed. I ain't got nothing to be ashamed of, y'all. Some things God don't allow you to tell until it's time to tell. Some of our stuff you don't know. And when it's time for it to be let out, of course, he give me permission. (laughs) He know me. I know him. So we work together. Why? Because guess what? If I'm up here being ashamed of my life, how can I teach you the word? How can I? We have to have testimony sometime. Some people are so ashamed of their family, so ashamed of what's going on. We just need to bring the word of God. Everybody ain't going to live the same way. But we give them the truth. And once we give them the truth, it's up to them what they do with it. We don't justify how our family is as long as we're giving them the truth. As long as we're praying for them. God said if he saved me, he's going to save my whole house. That's a promise. So I'm going to glorify him on what he said. I live supernaturally. I don't live by what they're doing in the natural. Because if I did, somebody be hurt. You don't go on that. What did God say to you about your children? What did God say to you about your mate? That's what you go on. You cannot go on what they're doing down here on this earth. You have to continually speak what he said and not what natural is saying. That's why God told Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen. These are the blessed ones, but have yet believed. Thomas, you want to see it to believe it. But I want those that don't have to see it in the natural to believe that I am God. 
He said, I'll take the impossible. I'll make it possible. The key is only if you believe. See, God has already done it. He just need us to trust in him enough to know that he's still God, y'all. He don't change. We see so much every day. In a run of a day, we see so much, y'all. And if I don't turn to God, I will be lost. If I don't look to him who's the author and finisher of my faith, I would be lost, y'all. It wouldn't be no hope for me. So everything that pop up in my life, I look to him. And I really look to him and say, God, I don't know what to do about this. God, I don't know, but I know you know all things, so I need some help. I need it right here and now. Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. I need you now. I can't do this no more. What do you want me to say? How do you want me to answer? Because my answer, I want it to be your answer. Because you said when I call on you, you will answer me and show me great and mighty things that I don't even know. When we live by faith, we can really trust and we can truly rely on God and not on ourselves. When you're relying on yourself, Everybody else began to rely on you too. Everything that you've done because of you, you're going to have to keep doing because of you to make it right. But when you're living according to God, you ain't doing nothing to make it right. It is right. See, we build our life based upon what we have in the bank. Hello, somebody. Do y'all know bank accounts will be depleted? You have a savings here. Next thing you know, something pop up and it's gone. God don't want us to get too used to what's in the bank. Because things come to change those figures. God wants us to get used to what's in the word. And as we get used to what's in the word, when change comes, we can live by faith. And this is what he shared with me. God had given me this. He said, no room for me in the end. I said, God, what are you saying? So he took me back to when it was time for Mary to deliver Jesus. And they were in a time that they had to be taxed. And during that time, they had to come into town and they had to find somewhere to stay. So they can be, you know, they had to number the people dealing with taxes. So when they went to, I guess it was relative's house. When you look at Ian, that's a... Uh, residence or upper room that they're staying at. That's in Luke um, chapter 2. And this is what it was saying. It says, verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. It was time for Jesus to come forth. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Really, that is a trough. That's what that, they're saying manger there, but it was a trough. Because there was no room for them in the inn. In that inn, it means there was no room in there for them to stay in, in the guest chamber. So they stayed in a stable. Jesus was placed in a trough. So when the Lord gave me that, he said, there's no room for me in the inn. I said, God, what you talking about? He said, my people are not making room for me. He said, they're making room for everything else. 
itself for me. I said, okay, God, break it down some more. Y'all, I'm so glad that he gives me the word. Go with me to Luke, the 14th chapter. This is what he said. Verse 15, Luke 14, 15. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bed many. Great supper, it had to be something that was just extraordinary, right? Listen at this. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that was bidden. These were the ones that already had an invitation. These were ones that had already accepted the invitation. These are saved folk, okay? Come, for all things are now ready. And what this is talking about is talking about his second coming. Jesus was coming back. He said, come, because all things are now ready. There was a great supper that was waiting on them. This is the kingdom. Jesus was bringing the kingdom. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. I want y'all to check this. I'm talking about no room for him. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. So this first person, this is dealing with business. He had already bought some ground. Now, he already paid for it, but guess what he wanted to do? Stupid. Now I'm going to go test this ground. Why are you going to buy something and then tested it before? That's the world. That's what some of us do. We go get a car, ain't checked it out, then it breaks down. Because that's your doing. And another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen. And I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Now he done bought them. Now he's going to go try them out to make sure they work. Listen at the next excuse. And another said, I have married a wife. And therefore I cannot come. Family. First two is dealing with material things. The last one. It's dealing with family. God said people in, that are saved are not making room for me because they're putting everything else before me. You're putting material things before me. You're going out and you're buying everything and you're putting that before me. You're giving out of you to other people, but you're not giving to me. Because you want to look good to the world. He said, this is material stuff. See, this is what's happening in the world. People go get things to see me, hear me, be attached to me. It's not because God told you to do it. It's because you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be attached to, you want people to know, hey, it's me. God said, you're not making room for me. We do it with all kind of stuff. I'm going somewhere. We do it with our clothes. We do it with our nails. We do it with our hair. We do it with everything because we want to be. Now, hold it. Some people don't do it with hair because they want to be seen. Some people don't do it with toes because they want to be seen, but they want to look nice. Because, you know, offense do come. Some people be like, I just get my hair because I have to get my hair. I get my hair because it's an easy way for me. Don't make no more excuses. I clear that up, okay? So all this material stuff that we put before God, we go out, but check this out. Some of us go out and search for certain types of hair that'll look good on us, but we never search the Bible. I'm going somewhere. We search the hair, we research the hair, we make sure we can do what we need to do with the hair, but we never seek ye first 
added unto us. Y'all, when we seek him, I was sharing something with Apostle the other day. Everybody know about Amazon, right? Man, you can sit home and order all day with Amazon. Yes, you can. You get so used to Amazon, you don't even want to go shopping no more. <laughs> you have to get yourself off of Amazon because you'll stay home and be Amazoning it up. But let me tell you, things in Pender County, you don't have it. When the mall wasn't open, you couldn't get certain things. So I was ordering my stuff off of Amazon. When I was ordering it off of Amazon, I'm thinking that when I return it, when it don't work, it's going back to the card that I got it off of. I'm getting credit, right? So I was sitting there one day. I said, um, wait a minute. That Amazon thing looked kind of high. That don't suppose, that amount don't supposed to be that high. Now, I know what I estimated. That don't supposed to be that high with Amazon. So it was like I had an unction. Because before when you was calling Amazon to check stuff, they wouldn't answer the phone. They didn't have people answering the phone. So in my mind, I'm hearing, don't even call them. They ain't going to answer the phone. But then I heard a stronger voice say call. So I sat there and I called. When they answered the phone, y'all, I went mute. Because I wasn't used to somebody answering the phone. (laughs) I'm like, they answered. Thank you, Jesus. So I began to explain my situation. I said, I don't see my refunds going back to my account. So the girl said, the reason, I said, I see it applied to a gift card. Why is it on a gift card? I, I need this right here to be applied to my account. I don't want no gift card. Ain't nothing else up here I want. The girl said, I'm pretty sure that we cannot transfer it over and give you credit, but let me check. So she was checking and I'm just there being calm, humble, talking to the Lord because the Lord knew my heart. He knew I needed that credit. So she come back. She said, like I said, you know, you have to be careful when you're sending stuff back. You have to check the right box to say you want it to go back on your card and it's nothing that we can do. But deep, I got him deep, y'all, on the inside. God was still saying yes, even with her no. So I'm sitting there all humble and deep. On the inside, I'm still here, and there's something they can do. All of a sudden, after she got it out of her mouth, she said, but hold on one second. Let me check something else. So the lady come back to the phone. She said, I got some good news for you. I'm going to put it back on your account. I said, thank you, Jesus. I was praising God right there on the phone. Thank you, Jesus. She said, that was some good news. Thank you, Jesus. And she kept saying it. And every time she said, thank you, Jesus. I said, because it was Jesus. I wasn't giving her no credit. Because she wanted me to say, girl, you done your, thank you, Jesus. So I, what am I telling y'all? I didn't allow material stuff to be put before my God. Because the Bible, God is able, he's well able to do this. So I knew that God could do it because I had that feeling deep down on the inside and God turned it around. God loves me, y'all. My daddy loves me. So he turned that thing around because he knew what I had budgeted. So he turned it around. So I said, God, I thank you so much. But I didn't wait until I hung up the phone. I did it right in her ear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So these people... 
They were invited. They were saved. They already had the invitation. But guess what they did? Because of material things. Because of family. I can't come to church. I can't sing on Judah. I can't stand at the door. I can't preach the sermon today. I can't do this. Because I got to test out my phone. I got to test out my iPad. I got to test out this, that house. Whatever it is. I got to test these things. I can't show up today. I'm just too busy to come in fellowship. Hmm. This is saved folk. What do we see that's happening right now? People do not want to make room. They're pushing him aside to get what they want. But guess what they're doing? They're accusing everybody else of not doing what they need to do. This is the the, uh, thing they're accusing. You don't supposed to be in church anyway. You don't supposed to be up in there. You heard what they said about sitting in church for a certain amount of time. I ain't going to lie. You go in Walmart and you're trying to find something. How many times you go around the miles? How long is it going to take you to put meat in your buggy? How long is it going to take you to shop if you're out of food? How long? You in that store for about an hour. And you go in a restaurant and you got a table full of people sitting six feet apart. How long do you think it's going to take you to get your food? Then when you get your food and it ain't right, you send it back. How long is it going to take you to get it again? How long you done stayed in the restaurant? Can somebody answer that? So it's the church people fault. Because they coming together. God is going to take care of his own. And if you're not taking care of it, we're not taking care. It is not God's fault. We need to check ourselves and say, God, what have I done? It ain't nothing that you've done because if we're following his guidelines, but when we get outside of him, don't blame God. That's not God's fault. Because when we make it all about money, when we make it all about things, you done took God out the equation. Some people showing up because they need the money. That's the truth. But when you're doing it, For him. God's going to take care of you. He's going to make sure that you have everything that you need. Outside of what people are saying. Because let me tell you, my God is going to be glorified in Miracle Temple. He's going to be glorified. This is why whatever comes out of your mouth is supposed to be according to his word. And if you live in according to his word, there ain't no fault in God. It's not. God is not going to go back on his word or on his promises. So y'all, I'm leaving with you today. If we're going to live by faith, we have to live by faith. We cannot trust in ourselves. We're going to have to trust in God. God know what all of us need before we ask y'all. And I want to say this. I'm so grateful to God. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful because me and this man over here, we've been living by faith for years. And let me tell you this, who for about 15, 20 years live off of the same salary? Do any of y'all have the same salary starting for 15 years? Can somebody answer me? Do anybody in here have the same salary? Do your salary go up every year? We could get an increase if we chose to, but we don't choose to. 
We could because we was offered. And it's not because we can't take it. But I choose to make sure the kingdom is where if God told me to, of course. But sometimes we don't want to hear that because we're trying to make sure the church have. The church is always going to have what it needs. But that's living by faith, isn't it? And you know what God does? Because we trust him, he touched other people's heart to help us in areas that we don't even ask. God just do us that way. So don't get mad at me and my husband. Because actually, you got some benefits. <laughs> in the natural, your job gives you those benefits. Right? But up in God's kingdom, everything that we need is right here. So see, y'all, God taught me this. He said, if I'm showing you how to live off of what you have, when things change, you ain't going to be like everybody else. Y'all get what I'm saying? When people began to talk about this church, send people out of here. Send me, my husband was taken from people. People wasn't paying tithes. Yeah. And the reason being is because when God moved us to another location, people saw that location and began to tell people, see, they're taking your money. That's why they're living like they're living. Don't y'all know that when you decrease in an area, you can increase in another? Come on, use your wisdom. When you pay off this, if you're paying off your cars and you want to live in a bigger house because you need more room, your cars is paid off so you can afford a bigger house and you still ain't missing nothing because the money you was paying for the cars is going to the house. Duh. That's just wisdom. God will show you how to live, but if you steady getting, 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 getting and can't keep what you got, then there's a problem. And it ain't with God. Because anything God gives you, man can't take from you. Because God is going to work it out for you. He's going to work it out for you. So when people left the ministry and wasn't paying their tithes, y'all, let me tell you something. It got kind of hard in the natural. But I walked that road, me and that little poodle. And I told Jesus about it. I didn't tell my daddy, didn't tell my family members. I told Jesus. And I told him, you chose me for this. I didn't choose myself. So you got to take care of me. That's your word. You said you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's when the Lord spoke. And he spoke and said, I'm going to take little and I'm going to make it much. And the ones that's looking for you to fail, they're going to see my glory. And they did. People was looking for us to lose everything. Because they took their money out of the church. But see, when you know God and you're living by faith, y'all, faith will keep you. Faith will supply for you. So if anybody asks you how we making it, you better let them know. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not yet seen. Because God is going to touch the hearts of whomever he want to touch for me and for you. To give you what's needed for such a time as this. Don't get ahead of God. Just be still. And know 
that he is God and God has a way of working things out, y'all, beyond our own understanding. God is just that good. So Miracle Temple, let's work together. We're in this together and we need to let our light shine more than ever now. We need to go out and be witnesses according to what the word of God is saying and not according to what the world is doing. And I guarantee you, as we witness with the word of God, people will see change, y'all. They will see change and they'll take their mind off of Kova and sooner than later in the natural, it won't be no more Kova. Whatever you think upon is what you become. And people are thinking more about Kova and that's why we're having so much rise in Kova. People are giving Kova props. They're putting Kova ahead of God. We know Kova is here, but we don't let Kova dictate to us who we are now that we are in Christ because God needs your voice. He needs for you to start telling them about the goodness of Jesus and you can't do it outside of his word, outside of what's written. And if you don't know what's written, you're going to be lost. These people that got bid it to come to the great supper, guess what he told them? Their hearts, they were professing Christ, but they didn't have him. They got left behind. So in the tribulation, the tribulation that's coming, the things that you're seeing now, you ain't in tribulation. No, we're going to talk about that. You're not in tribulation. God's going to rapture those up out of tribulation. There's going to be three and a half years of tribulation that's not going to be as worse as the three and a half years at the end. The buying, the selling, you cannot buy without a mark. They're trying to get that set up now. We might not be here to see it. But if you are here doing the tribulation, you're going through. Because if you don't take the mark of the beast, they're going to kill you. And I pray when they kill you, well, you're going to know Jesus because you ain't taking the mark of the beast. Remember the dream that Calvin's daughter had? She gave you all the dream. She wouldn't take the mark. That was the tribulation. God was showing her the tribulation. That's why now is time of salvation. Y'all, we can't wait no more. If they're protesting Black Lives Matter, yes, Black Lives Matter. Don't get me wrong. But we need to be telling them about the emergency. 911, what's your emergency? It's lost souls. He want all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. We have to speak truth in the midst of these crises. It's going to be more things popping up than that. Speak truth, y'all. Get into truth more than you getting into everything else. People are looking for ways now to be seen, be heard, and be attached to. But we don't know what's ahead, so we have to make sure we're hearing God when we're going after things. We have to make sure it's his timing for these things because when things get ready to hit and you was dependent on something and you don't have it no more, what are you going to do? You still got to trust God because nobody else is going to help you but God until he turned their hearts towards you. So it's time to trust God in all things, y'all. Seek ye first the kingdom and his way of doing things and all of these things will be added unto you. That's a promise from the word of God. So let's live by faith. 
Let's walk by faith, live by faith, and not by sight. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. And y'all, I want to tell you another quick testimony of living by faith. Y'all remember my testimony about how they were taking money, telling my daughter that she had to pay for this, and then the money was not there for it to be paid for, and we was believing God, and then God sent a check, and she had that check. Next thing to come up with was they didn't charge her enough for her summer semester. They said that she owed another $1,125 to be exact. Said they didn't charge her enough. So she had called me and she said, Mama, they added a thousand and some dollars to my account and they said I have to have this paid by such and such time. I said, No, you don't. She said, Mama, um, they did it to all the nursing students. I said, No, you don't. I said, in the name of Jesus, that was an error. That was a mistake, and y'all ain't paying nothing. So I got off that phone. I didn't only pray for my daughter. I prayed for all those nursing students. And I began to speak those things that be not as though they were. I said, God, you turn those hearts around towards them because they owe no man nothing but to love them. It was about a week later. um, One nursing student sent out a, a text, and she plainly said, we need to raise our voice because they're trying to charge us all this money. And where they think you're going to get $1,000 for at a time like this? She was just fussing and everything. And I said, y'all ain't going to have to pay that money. A week later, Aria come to me. She said, Mama, I checked my account and the charges are gone. Lord, Let me tell y'all something. When you know Jehovah Jireh, I'm saying when you know him, he will take care of all your needs. God already know what's in our bank. He already know what need to be done and how it need to be done and when it need to be done. And this is why, y'all, when it comes to our children, we have to encourage them in the Lord. Not only my daughter, even my son and Tyson know when it's raining, you don't get paid. If you make three hours, that's all you're going to get paid for is three hours. So my son had to work. I believe he worked 12 or 13 hours on a Monday. And he said, Mom, I'm so tired. I'm ready to go home. I said, uh-uh, give him some glory. I said, because you don't know what the next day is going to bring, but I want you to praise him now because God has set it up for you to give you this time in case you're lacking time. So, you know, this prior week it's been raining. But I'm here to tell you, that when my son called me, I called and check on him, and he told me, he said, I said, oh, how's it going? What, what are your hours? He told me his hours. I said, won't he do it? <laughs> like he said he would. I said, so we have to encourage our kids. We're the ones that pray on their behalf, y'all, when, and, and keep them in alignment and let them know, yeah, in the natural it looked this way, but God know what you need. So I'm believing that you get them hours that you need because you got to take care of your kids amen because if he don't take care of who they looking at me mom so we're gonna pray we're gonna lift our hands high lord you know them kids love to eat you know them kids love some barbies you know them kids them his kids ain't mine so open up the floodgates of heaven let it rain (laughs) y'all y'all laughing But this is the truth. 
Amen, Missy. This is what we got to do now because they're my own grandkids and we want to take care. Amen, Jennifer and Mitch. <laughs> Give me that mic and we're going to close out. Come on, come on, come on. We're going to close out with this song. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, somebody need this. Somebody need this. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Somebody need this. Sing it, Mitch. Shower down, shower down. Send your spirit, Lord. Do we have any announcements before we um, go? We're going to have our um, communion. If you don't want to stay for communion, you can be excused. Any new announcements? The podcast. Apostle want to tell you a little something about the podcast. You good? Okay. Apostle, can you come up here and anoint yourself <laughs> with some sanitizer? This is what we do. Six Amen. Feet. No. We have uh, we now have a new podcast, so you can find us on um, iTunes. If you have Android, you can get uh, Spotify or any other um, podcast. We're going to be rolling out. Um, I'm going to say about right now we're on a hundred different podcasts through iTunes, and it's going to go all over the world. So we now have our own church app. We have our own podcast. So God is doing great things. Amen. Amen. And we're going to let Brother Elijah come up here and do our communion, and then we're going to close out after Quana give you her announcement. Um, just want to remind everybody about our Hardcore for Jesus this year. It's August the 1st. It's going to be a drive-up and pick-up. It starts at 10 a.m. We're asking for um, gift cards of $5 and monetary donations to go towards the bags. You can see myself, Teresa's out today, and Tashika. She's not here as well, but you can see it, either one of us. Thank you. Amen. Amen.